Welcome, everyone, to the Avengers Podcast, where we talk Marvel, DC, Star Wars, and more. I'm your host, Peyton, and with me is my co-host, Torn. Yo. We have a great show for everyone this week. This week, we're going to be talking about movies we have never seen, which is basically a thing we did like a year and a half ago. We just haven't done it since. Basically, it's like movies that that people would, would consider us batshit crazy for not have seen before. Like, like last time, I think we did like Parasite and Reservoir Dogs or something like that. Like some yeah. classic ass movies that it's like, you haven't seen that? What's wrong with you? So we're going to be doing that. Uh, we're also, we also have the news of the week. Uh, you can, there are show, uh, there's time codes in the description of the show notes. If you want to jump around, you can do that and let's just get right into the news. So, uh, some star Wars news, the director of both Jedi fallen order and Jedi survivor has left EA. Mm, damn. Yeah. That's, that's tough. That's, that's rough. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, this, the, the game series was, is supposed to be a trilogy. At least that's the idea. And I'm pretty sure they're already underway on the next game. And I don't know. You left EA. I don't know. Kind of scary. It'll be fine. Probably. Maybe. Let's just say it's hopefully, fine. Hopefully. Uh, next piece of Star Wars new. Now this one's huge. Uh, Steven and Donald Glover's Lando series is now being turned into a movie. Ooh. We're going to be seeing our boy that's- on the big screen. I know, like a Lando project on like in theaters. That's something that's like never. I never would have thought that. Yeah, I never thought that was going to happen. Especially, especially we got not only is Donald Glover, you know, the lead. It's Stephen Stephen uh, Glover and Donald Glover are writing the damn thing. So it's like we're get, we're gonna get something special here. Yeah, we're gonna get some something with like Atlanta vibes in there that'd be crazy the, 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 it's an invisible, invisible. millennium falcon yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the invisible millennium falcon dude oh dude that shit is fucking hilarious <laughs> for some for some DC news uh, we got our first trailer for Kite Man Hell Yeah the new animated series uh, spin off of Harley Quinn it's just a little teaser trailer uh, and it's it's Kite Man that's what it is <laughs> we also got a trailer for Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom and I don't know man it looks pretty good it, lo- it looks it looks like pretty solid one thing I have I, I, it's like a it's like a very very minor complaint I feel like Aquaman suit is way too te- like like way too it has like so much texture to it. But other than that, like I think the movie looks pretty solid. You want, you want him in spandex? What do you want? What do I want? I don't know. Do you, I don't know what I want from an Aquaman suit. It's just I think it looks as good as it could be. With I mean, they're they're going for like the bright colors and accurate, yeah, I know that. whatever. Without trying to make it look ridiculous. I mean, I get it, but yeah, I think it looks fine. What I'm really excited for is Amber Heard. Oh my god! <laughs> also, oh, she has like little screen time as possible, dude. Hopefully, also he's a dad now. When that happened, mm, yeah, I guess that's just a new thing that's just in the movie. Well, I mean, it's not going to matter after this. It's going to get rebooted. So true. Little uh, <laughs> kid's going to be gone to oblivion. We also got a Black Manta, of course, who seems to be the main villain in this, and he looks incredible. So good. So I'm so glad that he's getting another shot because he was way underutilized in the first. Underutilized and probably still the best part of that movie. Yeah, which is crazy. But yeah, it genuinely it looks decent. I'm 
I'm cautiously optimistic because I also thought the first one looked decent. <laughs> so I guess I guess we'll see. But uh, we got some Marvel news here. This is according to My Time to Shine. Sam Raimi is Marvel's first or top choice uh, to direct uh, Secret Wars, which that'd be incredible. <laughs> we like crazy. Multiverse of Madness. <laughs> yeah, so I can't say the same about like you know another good percentage of. Hor- horrid MCU fans, but I mean, more for us who actually did love Multiverse of Madness. Yeah, and Sam Raimi's. I mean, he peaked. I mean, come on, it's Sam Raimi, man. And it's like I don't think he'd go full on Sam Raimi if he was doing a Secret Wars, but like Doctor Strange makes sense to go full Sam Raimi, and he's always wanted to do Doctor Strange. Regardless, uh, Sam Raimi would think would be an incredible choice. But according to Daniel RPK, another top choice is Alfonso Cuaron, who directed uh, Gravity. Okay, uh, and, yeah, that's, that sounds cool. And I think I think when we're getting this information, this is definitely like Marvel's like wish list. I don't think they've actually talked to these directors because Alf- Al- Alfonso Cuaron has been like very outspoken against superhero movies. <laughs> so I think I think Kevin was like, "Hey, maybe this guy." And, it, and someone heard that and was like, "Hmm, leak that." Uh, but <laughs> but yeah, I think I'd, I'd rather have Sam Raimi to be honest, and also. Uh, Sean, I still don't know which way to pronounce his last name. Sean Levy, Levi, the dude who's doing Deadpool 3, is also a name that's being thrown around. Uh, the way that Deadpool 3 is looking, based on like rumors and stuff and stuff we've heard and, and the concept of this of this movie, if it turns out really well, Sean, Sean Levy, Levi could be a genuinely good choice. Most definitely. But I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see. But um, last piece of Marvel news before we get into the topic. This is according to my time to shine again. This is um, probably the worst news probably we've heard all year. And what, what is it? What is it? September? Like, um, God, this is tough. The El Muerto movie is officially dead at Sony. Oh, Jesus. Oh, man. We lost. I'm, just, I'm so upset. Yeah, Bad Bunny was like, he's not attached anymore, and then, yeah, now it's just, it seems to be uh, axed, unfortunately. Yeah, I really wanted to see more of Bad Bunny, like, uh, Yeah, after so his sad. flawless performance in Bullet Train, I was like, I need more. And I and I need it in the form of an obscure Marvel villain solo <laughs> film. Right. Made by Sony. And I just, it's crushing, honestly. I was looking forward to this more than Deadpool 3. And Kang Dynasty. And Secret Wars, even. Anyway. And Fantastic Four. Yeah. But yeah, that's it for the news. <laughs> Sorry to leave it on such a downer. But, you know, what are you going to do? Um, <laughs> let's move on to our topic, which is movies we haven't seen. Uh, you you, you want to start first? What do you, you want to do? What do you want to do? Sure, sure. I'll start first. Let me pull up my freaking handy-dandy letterbox with my beautiful, my beautiful bio. If you're a patron, you have horrible takes. Um, so yeah, I'll start first. Movies I haven't we haven't seen. Of uh, my first one is Dread with Carl Urban. I like Dread. Dread is pretty pretty solid. Um, it's definitely a product of his time. But I mean, you what can't you go wrong by that. By like, okay, so like a product of his time, meaning like um, some some of the effects. I can tell that are like, you know, very like, how can I explain it? There, it, it kind of reminds me of like Sin City 
like with like some some of the blood and some of the action. Sure, I think it was a budget thing though. Maybe because I I, but, I, I could be wrong. So don't take my word on this. I could I could look it up, but I'm lazy. But I think the budget was like fifty million. Let me see this. Let me see this. Fifty million. I'm dumb because I literally have. I don't know why I'm like literally opening up a new tab on my computer when I have my phone right in front of me. Dear. Dread, two thousand twelve. Nope, you're wrong. It's 150 million. It says right here 45 million. Yeah, I was hoping to trick you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's incredibly low budget. Yeah, and it, it was a didn't didn't make its budget back, unfortunately. No, it did not. But I mean, like, yeah, it's still like pretty. I think it's still pretty solid. I like the the very dreamy effects, like you know when they take like the slow mo. Yeah. I really like that a lot. Um, it's incredibly like, stylized. You know, yeah, for sure. And also, like, I feel like there's really, like, there's nothing I really more that I dislike about the movie because, like, I mean, it does what it needs to do. Like, I mean, it's just like a hardcore dystopian, like, violent action movie, you know? Um, yeah, and clearly, even though there is those, like, vast sort of uh, establishing shots of like the city that don't necessarily look that great. Um, still looks better than blue beetle though. Am I right? Pow, 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 pow. Shots fired. Uh, it's like, it's like they utilize the budget extraordinarily well. Uh, apparently they like, they'd use, they'd like redress like a singular, like concrete corner to just, just to like, just to make everything like, look different but they're just utilizing the same corner uh you can tell that they're using like cgi like blood splatters and and stuff like that which is fine um but yeah i think they use use the budget really really well and it's like it shows sometimes but also it's like it the the entire movie is essentially like a bottle episode like all of it takes place in that one building Mm -hmm. so Spoilers for these, by the way. <laughs> I mean, who, I mean, for a movie that's a decade old. <laughs> yeah, for a movie that's eleven years old. <laughs> and um, I know, like, we, we talked about it, like, you know, um, through through text, but like, you were saying that, like, this might have had like inspiration from the raid. How it's like, you know, all these like, uh, it was like it takes in one building. And how it was just like kind of like floor to this, in a way. Yeah, and I, I definitely that's a, that's what I definitely saw too. Um, and of course, like you know, like you know, like I mean, that's fine because I mean the raid's fucking awesome. Why would you not take inspiration from that? But yeah, I I think Dread is fine. I give it like an eight out of ten. Uh, so the performances were like, I mean the they're okay like i mean honestly like 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 i said there's really like nothing more that i could like ask for because like i feel like it just... yeah because dread's such a stoic character yeah. like like the, the only the only real not the i don't want to say like the only real acting going on but like but like the the more outward performances are anderson and the villain yeah um, and i mean like it's honestly i mean like it's kind of very like bare bones like you know just in terms of like how everything is so right like dread himself i mean he's like he's his own character but he's also like 
intentionally like a caricature. He's like a parody of those kinds of characters and shit. Yeah. But yeah, obviously Carl Urban's fantastic in it. Doing the frowny face the entire time. It's fantastic. And the suit looks great. But of course, the movie can't hold a candle to the 1995 Judge Dredd starring Sylvester Stallone. The best that's movie a, you'll ever see. That's my next one. No way you like, watch that. <laughs> I know. I, I mean, I never watched it. Oh, maybe don't. <laughs> maybe don't. No, it's not good. Uh, okay. Well, thank you. It's fucking hilarious. Sloan's <laughs> like, I am the law. Like, he's... <laughs> <laughs> so, it's your turn now. Oh, yeah. I also watched Dread, by the way. I, I'd also give it an 8 out of 10. Um, yeah, so for me... Can I just smash these two together? <laughs> yeah, go for so it. So I watched both Terminator and Terminator 2 for the first time. Oh, dude, it's fucking incredible. Yeah, I've I've just it was it was just one of those uh things. I just I just never saw it until now. I don't know. Uh but you know, watching the first Terminator which came out what like late 80s? Yeah, I think it was like 1988 or 87. Maybe even 89. I think it was 84. The Terminator. Because Terminator 2 was 1990, and I had no yeah, idea. No, yeah. Terminator, is ni- Terminator 2 is 1991. And the, yeah, Terminator is 84. Yeah, you're right. See, yeah, I didn't realize that there was that massive of Big, a gap. Yeah, bigger gap, yeah. From the first one to the sequel. And I was like, oh. And it really shows. <laughs> because uh, in that first one, it's good. Um, probably didn't like it as much as maybe a lot of other people uh because you know i you know movies like at the time and blah 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 uh, but like it was good obviously um arnold schwarzenegger is obviously great in that role him just he's just playing that like robotic uh it just works for him because let's be honest he's not the best actor in the world <laughs> <laughs> like it, so like he he was he was great in that everyone was great in that um the the story was really interesting i probably it probably didn't hit for me as much because uh the terminator is one of those movies that it's like you know what it is like you've heard of it you know like and like i knew what to expect and stuff like that so it it wasn't really fair uh to the movie but obviously like so like lynn hamilton was great um kyle reese i thought was interesting he was he felt he was sort of like especially like towards the end i i sort of felt like he was i i don't know it sort of felt like an anime who was like i've always loved you oh i've said too much i shouldn't have said that i'm just <laughs> i thought it was kind of funny um but yeah i i i overall i thought it was a it was a really solid film uh i give it like a seven out of ten that being said there's terminator 2 but before that there's a lot of like the like the part where like his, uh, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's face like comes comes sort of like off and then they do like the stop motion thing of his like his face and it doesn't look mm-hmm. great but it, you know again product product of its time but it's also like would you say it came out like 80, 84? Yeah, first one is eighty four. I think that just solidifies to me how perfect of a film Back to the Future is, which came out a year later and has much better special effects anyway the terminator like it like i like i was texting you it was really funny how they're like running away like super scared of this thing that's just like stop motion and like isn't moving that 
that crazily but like yeah so terminator 2 much better film in my opinion it was it it, like right off the bat it 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 just gets going uh it's like the entire movie is essentially like one giant chase sequence uh robert patrick was was really really fantastic as the t-1000 and scary right yeah terrifying and a lot more uh because it's a more advanced model he's he can be you know more personable <laughs> instead of just being a robot the entire time like uh the t-800 so he's like he's like hey, so have you seen this kid anywhere and they're and they're and they're like uh yeah he's over there it's like oh well thank you like it's stuff like that he's not just yeah, like exactly. he's not he just like where the emotion. fuck is this guy yeah uh so again this is one of those things that it's like i i bet like at the time it'd be like oh shit arnold schwarzenegger he's back and shit and it's like what he's good i already knew that but like so like imagine, I imagine yeah, at the time was, one. yeah um but yeah arnold schwarzenegger i think was again elevated in this i really like how they actually gave the man a personality uh and his relationship uh with john connor i thought was really really cool and really really sweet especially towards the end there and it's it, this is one of those movies I've seen like in clips, but I've never seen like the entire thing. And obviously, there's like iconic moments, like the thumbs up going to the lot. Like, I, I, like who doesn't know that, right? Uh, yeah. But like for 1991, you said this release, right? Yeah, yeah, 91. For 1991, man, unlike the first Terminator, whoo! These visual effects, my god. Uh, have they aged? Yes, but the fact is, nineteen ninety one is fucking nuts. <laughs> like, like so, like some of those effects with the T one thousand are just phenomenal. Uh, like the specifically the one where he like goes through the bars, and it's like the liquid is sort of like sticking to the bars, and yeah, it's like hand gets stuck. No, that's that's just sick, bro. Super super good, and also like obviously like the blade hands and shit. Mm-hmm. One of the coolest parts was when he was disguised as also, also the dude can shapeshift, so that's new. Uh, he, he like he was disguised as uh, one of the foster parents, and he just fucking shanked the the foster dad and like threw the milk and then threw his head. Yeah, it's fucking amazing. <laughs> I was like, God damn. One of my one of my favorite parts of that movie, like in showcasing like you know his abilities, is like the uh, you know the the one of the warden officers is at a vending machine and he just like just melts upwards from like the floor and yes. like chases a guy and dude that's just like one of the one of my favorite moments in that movie it's so cool yeah it just it, just, um, it looks so good for 1991 yeah it looks super super believable like really really like, impressive like i can't even tell you like how terminator 2 like impacted me because like when i watched it um, for the first time, you know, as a kid, um, yeah, I thought that like my parents like weren't real and they were like T one thousands, what, something like that. Yeah, I thought like some people in my family were like T one thousands, bro. Because bro was scarred, <laughs> dude. Because they know because they would act like like a certain way. Like sometimes they'll act like a, like a little too nice or like something would happen. And I'm like, are these the, like this real? Motherfucker's a robot. Yeah, right. So. Um, yeah, that, that's what happened to like, um, yeah, that's what happened to me. It's fucking crazy. <laughs> uh, but like once, once they sort of like get rid of the T-1000, not really, but like, uh, the T-1000 like sort of dips for a bit and then they go through all that shit with Miles Dyson, uh, mm. 
all of that shit just made me sad because <laughs> I'm like, this man ain't do nothing. I mean, he will do something, but like, he ain't do nothing. <laughs> like, and like fucking Sonya Blades coming about to like shoot his ass and shit. I'm like, uh, bro's just chilling with his family. Leave him alone. <laughs> and then he gets shot and then they get the man blown up. I'm like, come on, man. <laughs> leave the man alone and then you go to the go to the sequels it's like okay cool so he, he sort of in a way died for nothing because <laughs> yeah. all this shit happens anyway i'm like that's tough come on <laughs> it was cool though how the, the way he went out he was holding the part of the thing and like let go when he uh you know died and detonated the entire thing so that was mm-hmm. cool. Also, but that that entire sequence when they actually you know invaded the building, and Terminator's just just wrecking shit. He's got the minigun just tearing, th- not tearing through people. He has you know John Connor told him not to kill anyone, which is some pussy shit. John Connor, he should have shredded everyone. That would have been way cooler. But whatever. Oh, you got to be a kid. Oh, no killing. Uh, pussy. Anyway, uh, <laughs> like yeah, everything about that was everything about the movie was it was as any sequel should is just a lot of what you love from the first one just incredibly elevated and it did that incredibly 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 well and now i understand why some people uh, like to call t2 one of the best sequels ever made i get it would i say it's one of the best sequels ever made i mean from a technical standpoint absolutely from a as a movie maybe honestly <laughs> like it's a huge step up for the from the first one in my opinion <laughs> uh but like yeah i think I, i'd give it like a nine out of ten it's fantastic yeah i i uh, to me like i think like the i think t uh terminator one terminator two are so like they're they're super fucking equal to me like it, it's like it's like crazy in how like they they go hand in hand also, you want to know something? Speaking of gaps, guess how guess how big the gap is from T two to Terminator three? Uh, ninety one. Twelve years God. came out two thousand three. Wow, all those years just for a disappointment. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, it has a seventy percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Nah, so, I mean, might might be solid. I mean, I haven't seen Terminator three in a long time, but I remember like the the T X the it's it's a the woman. woman yeah yeah I remember that and then. I like Salvation. I don't know. I liked it. Is it Salvation? Oh, wait, no. I'm thinking of Genesis. Never mind. I haven't seen Genesis. And then, like, I know Dark Fate. Uh, Dark Fate is pretty solid, but it, like, you'll see how it affects, like, T2. In a bad way? No. I mean, like, well, I mean, like. Because you said it retcons something. It kind of, like, retcons, like, what happens afterwards. So like you'll 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 see what happens, but in a way, but, wasn't it already retconned? No. Oh, all right. Because all all what I've heard is obviously T one T T two are fantastic. Terminator three is horrendous. I've heard Salvation is the worst one, and I've heard Genesis is bad. It has cool ideas, but it's bad. And Dark Fate's actually good. Mm-hmm. I think I think because I know I've seen a clip of a more recent Terminator film, and I think it was Genesis. I think it was, but Maybe obviously I haven't like, seen any of them, so I don't know. Yeah, because I remember seeing the beginning of Dark Fate because someone like I mean I think there was like a, yeah, there was a clip online 
and the the the, the like literally like the first five minutes is like is is kind of like what happens like after T two in this sort of movie. I think I know that because I like I've seen I've seen stuff from the trailers which when it was coming out like twenty like twenty nineteen yeah. Um, and I remember, I remember seeing the trailers. And I was like, "This look, this looks fucking fantastic." I'm not gonna lie. I haven't seen any Terminators, but I'm like, "This looks cool." And it's Tim Miller who you know did Deadpool. And have you seen Bro's track record? Bro's track record is like immaculate. He, I don't think he has a single like, like rotten, quote unquote, mm-hmm. movie. Tim Miller. Oh yeah, Tim Miller is pretty solid. Yeah. Yeah. So like, Bro knows what he's doing. He should probably get more stuff to direct. Um. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so I think I've seen uh, the stuff from the trailers, which I thought I thought I think looks sick. And then there was a, a clip I saw somewhere, and I know it was from Dark Fate, but I don't I don't know. It's like one of those things. It's like in my mind, it's hazy. But I do want to see it. But I was gonna watch it yesterday. But Mortal Kombat One came out. Uh, my plan was I was gonna wake up. I was gonna do my homework, so I didn't have anything to do uh, for the rest of the day. And then I was gonna watch dark fate and that was going to lead into mortal Kombat one but like i th- i woke up a little later than i wanted to and then my homework took longer than i wanted it to and then by the time dark fate would have been done it would have been like one or two o'clock and i'm like damn that, that's two hours i could have been playing mortal Kombat one anyway yeah <laughs> but, fantastic game by the way might talk about it later but yeah, so like again, again, Terminator Two, fantastic. I think I'd give it a nine out of ten. Uh, that the ending, I thought in particular was done really, really well, uh, especially compared to the first one. It's like it's like they again, it's like they just for all actually for a lot of this movie, pretty much in 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 be, in the beginning, in the middle, and the end, there's something that directly parallels the first film but it does it better in some way. Uh, so like, so yeah, the ending, they're going through all the, the mechanical stuff and, and which again is, is similar to T1. It's just, it's just really good. And obviously you got the iconic, you know, little thumbs up there. Uh, and the T1000, the only time, cause again, you got to judge sort of the effects by um, when it was made and when it released. The only time I thought the CG on the T1000 looked bad was he was like in the lava and I think that's because they probably couldn't match the lighting with fucking lava to this metallic thing at the time. Because everywhere else it looked phenomenal, even when he was coming out of the fire. But with, like, burning white-hot lava, uh, it, did, it didn't match that well. And I thought it looked off. <laughs> so that's, like, yeah. the only time where I was like, uh. But, yeah. Anyway, incredible movie. My next one is They Clone Tyrone. Um this movie is fucking crazy like and it's funny because you know like you you know the the whole like uh black exploitation like thing was super fucking well done in this movie like you would have thought that this was like made like in the 70s and like it has this whole 70s vibe until they mentioned like bitcoin and like hbo max and so it's like okay this is present time yeah but this is super. But also, uh, like they, there's like clearly like a film grain. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. You see, you see the film grain. You see really like harsh the, film grain. <laughs> yeah, and like you see like the, like the little like black bubbles like over it. Yeah, you know? yeah. So I definitely can tell that there is something going on here, which is I mean it makes the look even better. 
But, you know, um, of course, you know, at first, I thought it was going to be, like, kind of like kind of like a time loop in, in his, like, sort of way. Because, like, you know, like, he gets shot, and then, like, he just wakes up, and I'm like, oh, well, and it's kind of like a loop thing. Um, but no, it went a completely different direction than I was hoping for, and it's, I think, like, it's, like, super well done, like, this, like, little, like, you know, this get out-esque type of thing of, like, how, yeah, you know, they're just, they're cloning people that, like, live in, like, impoverished neighborhoods, and they're making sure that, like, they're kind of, like, not focused on, like, what they're really doing. It's just, like, it's, like, it's really cool. It's, like, this really fucking cool thing, and it's super, it's super interesting. It's already taken, like, like, kind of, like, you know, the the Afro-surrealism and turning into, like, a great concept the performances are fucking amazing <laughs> like john boyega has so much range in this movie alone you know it, it, it's fucking phenomenal of course i want to see him in more movies for sure uh jamie fox who who fucking like how could you not love jamie fox like, he's always he's fucking, except, fucking hilarious dude. except in tasm 2 where he was m- misused yeah. He's fantastic at everything. For sure. And then you have like, you know, uh Tiana Paris. She she's awesome as well. But like I'm I'm also so glad to where the the, the the how the characters are written, they actually like serve like you know a purpose. And, I, and I'm not saying that like, you know, a lot of writers like don't try to do that with their characters, but like it's also like they don't like they don't lose mark of like what they're trying to accomplish within the film. Like it's definitely like you know like it's like they're focused on one thing. They're 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 trying to figure it out and things explore further and they're still like on that same like page, which is good. Um did you um cuz I watched this a little while ago. Uh did you think it was uh predictable? I think it was predictable. Um I don't honestly like I don't think it was predictable because like that uh, to me like that's not kind of that's not really how I see movies. Sure, like I'm not I don't I don't mean like even necessarily a bad thing. I thought like cuz I thought it was predictable, but I thought it was predictable in the way like I thought Brooklyn 99 was predictable. It's like I know what's going to happen, but if if the execution is good enough that I don't give a shit. Yeah, and that's I, pretty much what it like, was. I feel like the only thing that was kind of like predictable is that like they still had to keep going. You know, it's like you know, like in movies where like the characters give up, but it's like no, like we still have to keep trying. That I think that was kind of like the only predictable part. But like, I mean, um, there was still like oh, no, a lot left to be explored. And I know you also said that like they like left room for like a sequel. Because uh, of how of how like it leaves off, yeah. Where, like, but it's also like if they don't do it, then it still works. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that's that's something that I agree with for sure. Um, but yeah, you know, like like I said, you know, I think it was like a like a really cool thing that like you know they they did and how like they're able to piece everything together. Um, and like this. Um, like, you know, of course, you know, like, they have, like, different places where, like, different places, like, different places around, like, the hood where, like, they can go into, like, these, like, like this, like, laboratory type of thing. Yeah. And, like, cloning all these people and how, like, 
you know, it's um how the hood, people in the hood, it's like um they're being mind controlled and how all that type of stuff. Because you know there are clones. Um, I, I really do, I really do like that idea. But it was also super funny where like at the at the end, you know, where they're, they're showcasing all the clones. Um, and, you know, of course, you know, they're, they're not talking, but you also have people like, hey, we're on the news. Oh, yeah, this this is amazing. Like, you know, the, 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 that's always, like, funny. Yeah. But I think, like, the... Because black people. Yeah. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that, that's just... That's I, I crazy. Mean, I mean, come on. <laughs> that's, that's the movie, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, speaking of black people... I, I thought it was so much emphasis. <laughs> I thought it was really one of the one of my favorite parts of the movie is how they like it's. I don't think it's if if you white if you're white. I don't think you'll mate. You'll probably won't get some of it. But like when he opens up uh, when Jamie Foxx's character like opens up the box and it's a grape drink. Yeah, that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah. I was like, "Ain't no way." <laughs> yeah, the, the grape drink thing was so funny. Uh, also, grape like, juice, love, it's grape drink. Also, love how like uh, just call like you know um, Jamie Fox is like saying like, "Oh man, like we ain't got no damn orange juice." Yeah, and it's like I, I love that because <laughs> you know like in like you know in like your homes like everyone just be drinking all uh, up all the juice like you have like nothing left. So that's funny. Um, I also love like you know the, the 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 fried chicken, where like you know everyone's just like laughing and having a good time. And Jamie yeah. Fox is like, Jamie Fox is like, it's the goddamn chicken. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he just slaps it out of their hands like it's like, it's some shit. It's not the chicken. <laughs> that that shit is just fucking hilarious. He was so dude. fucking good because he's just like, like he's not he's like he's so. I don't even know, like uppity, and just like the way he's doing what whatever he's doing with his voice, <laughs> like he's so fucking I good, know. man. It, it, the 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 delivery was amazing, like with, with these lines. But um, I also like the um, the kind of like the older like Fontaine, you know, from like you know back when or whatever. And it was like, oh yeah, you know, I did this so that way you know, like I could, you know, save like the the. The, the brother type of thing, and I've, that's the part that kind of confused me. Well, not not that, not necessarily that, but like I think it's like when I was watching the movie, like you know, like you see you see his like little brother, and then like it just cuts to saying like he died. I'm like, oh, little, little kid's dead. Like the fuck, <laughs> like like like, like uh, the fuck, he just died. Um, I thought that kid in the beginning was him hallucinating his brother. Oh, yeah, oh yeah, you think so? Well, no, oh, no, no, I don't, yeah. I don't, no, I don't think that's what it is. I thought I thought initially that's what it was. Oh, but yeah, then no. he was there at the end. I was like, "Oh no, it's just a kid." <laughs> yeah, for sure. But also, like, yeah, I know, like, they have like the the uh, the older Fontaine, and like, you know, he was basically like, he's like, "Yeah, you know, like, we all got a like part to play in the world, or whatever." Basically, just like submitting himself to capitalism and a bunch of shit like that. But um, I I, I like the whole like the whole like Olympus Black thing. Yeah, that, that that that's that's pretty solid. I think like also like my, I think just my favorite part of the movie was definitely the end, where like you know you see like uh, John Boyega, he's a he, he's a crib in Compton, and he's gonna chill with some homies, 
and then like you see all the clones on TV, you see him on screen, and then the the line says like, "Ain't that you, Tyrone?" And yeah. I'm like, oh. <laughs> I was like, "Damn, that's crazy!" I was like, "Oh, they clone Tyrone." <laughs> yeah, that that's 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 really really cool. But yeah, I I really enjoyed this movie a lot. Um, my mom has been like, I mean, like, besides you, my mom was just telling me like, "Have you seen like Clone Tyrone?" I was like, "No, I haven't yet." And then like she, she was like you should watch it. This movie is crazy. And it, it, indeed it was. Atlanta meets Get Out meets Sorry to Bother You. And see, I really wanted to say Sorry Not to Bother You last night, but I got busy and I just came home way too late. Damn. Because I was going to watch Sorry Not to Bother You and Donnie Darko. And then like my friend was like, you want to go to this networking thing for filmmakers? And I'm like, I mean, I can't. I mean, I didn't really plan to, but I'll go, I guess. And then I didn't even come home till like 2 a.m. And I'm like, it's way too late. I'm not going to watch a movie right now. Just not it. That's so, tough. I know. And like, I can't I can't watch anything until Monday because, you know, filming. All That's right. all I really got to say. <laughs> filming. <laughs> uh, what would you give the movie? I'll give They Clone Tyrone a 9 out of 10. 9 out of 10? Yeah. Really? It, it, it's, 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 really, it's really good. Uh, you know, I gave it an 8 out of 10. That's fair. Uh, but honestly, ta- uh, just talking about it, I think, I, I think I'd bump it up after a rewatch. I think it's that, that kind of that movie. Yeah, and like I, I think like also it's like one of the things where it's like, like j- just me like thinking about like just thinking about it i mean i think it's always like a good like thing to mess with like you know just like afro surrealism and like kind of like fantastical like realism like that i think it's always a, a type of thing that's like really cool to deal with and the fact that it includes like you know like a, a political message and a theme and like you know the the look of the black rotation i think that it adds a little bit more to my rating um, and also like the pacing is just really well done too. So like, I don't like if I could, I mean, if I would watch it a second time, I would have like no problem with it because like, yeah, I, I think it's like done like really well. Yeah. That's and, it. And now I'm up. Yep. This is something we both watched. <laughs> uh, we both watched crazy, stupid love. Yeah. With, uh, you know, Steve Carell and, uh, Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone and what have you. Um, this is, this is a movie that's like, it's a, it's a rom-com. It's been, I, I, I think it's like 11 years old or, or something like, or no. It's yeah. 12 years old. Yeah. 11, 12 years old. Uh, cause I remember looking it up and I was like, oh, this movie came out the year that Steve Crow left the office. <laughs> uh, so, uh, it's, it's one of those movies that, that it's like when, whenever, when people bring up like, oh, what's the, the best rom-com. So it's always crazy. Stupid love is always brought up. And I'm like, I'm not really a rom-com guy, but I like Steve Carell and I like Ryan Gosling and I like Emma Stone. So I was like, okay, I'll, 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 I'll watch it. And God damn it. I really liked it. Like, I really, I liked it a lot, like a lot. And, um, obviously the highlights of this movie are, are, are Ryan Gosling and Steve Carell. They're essentially the main characters, uh, but mostly Steve Carell's character and, I don't know. I don't. I don't know, man. I really, I really liked the movie. I was, I was into it from the beginning, all the way to the end. That crazy ass ending. 
Yeah, the ending is is super fucking crazy. I was watching it. I was watching it with my brother, and we were both like, "Ain't no goddamn way." <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. I was like, when I saw like, I, like you know, I was like watching like the end. I was just like, <gasps> "No way!" I was like, "No way, dude." Um, but yeah, like also like this movie is just filled with like three iconic gifs, gifs. Yeah, it's like. <laughs> it's like every time I see something like that, like in a movie, I do like the fucking uh, Leonardo DiCaprio thing from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> so I point at the screen. <laughs> yeah. I started doing that. But yeah, I, I really like this movie as well. It's like, it's, it's of course, you know, with it being a rom com, it has to be funny. It's funny. Um, of course, it's sad. Though, I mean, it has great performances. Something that I wish happened a little bit more towards the end um i mean not towards the end but like towards this one character um i'll get into that later i get into it now get into it now i want the i wanted the ex-wife to suffer more (laughs) uh you're gonna gonna fucking cheat on steve carell like suffer yeah (laughs) yeah she kind of got away scot-free didn't she and then, and then, like I, it's funny because I watched this movie and then I saw this thing on Reddit where it was like, the question was like, wh- like who's a character that you know like didn't really like suffer like most, or not? Well, I don't want to say suffer, but it's like, like who didn't get like enough like accountability for their actions or whatever? And then like someone brought up like the wife in this movie, and it's like she always plays herself like, like like kind of like a victim she never really takes accountability yeah like the 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 scene like after uh it's revealed that marissa tomei is is the his their, yeah. their son's teacher and and they go outside and she's like freaking out and she says like i know i cheated and i shouldn't i don't really have a right to be mad i was like oh she gets it but then he was like steve Rowe was like I, i've been with nine, nine women and then she gets like really upset and i'm like okay but like you cheated yeah and it's like you you guys are essentially at this point separated like what the fuck do you care like for all for all steve carell knows you've been banging kevin bacon like every day like uh. yeah exactly and then it's like though yeah the only person that should be really mad is marissa tomei like you know rightfully so but bro fumbled yeah, the bag a, with marissa tomei i know he did fumble the bag with i mean marissa he didn't initially fumble marissa the bag tomei. but like come on bro and then like i know like it's not really confirmed like at the end whether they get back together or not but it's like they do ah fuck that that like that makes them another a, a pushover even more you don't take back a cheater fucking hell I hate that <laughs> shit let me not oh, let, let me not get too mad but i thought it was really funny when they were like doing the uh parent teacher conference thing and they were like what do you where do you know her from or whatever and he keeps avoiding the question and she gets like more and more explicit yeah. with it, and then and then they 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 get quiet for Steve Carell to explain. He's just like, she has an alcohol problem, and they're just like, oh, yeah. wow, that was really funny. <laughs> There's just a couple moments think, in this movie where I'm like, okay, that's just Michael Scott. <laughs> I'm f- I'm five years sober, asshole. Yeah, <laughs> but um, but yeah, I I really like um. I, the first act was like one, was one of my favorites because you know like <laughs> you know of course rightfully so uh, Steve Carell he's a very honest person in this movie and you know they they, <laughs> they walk into the house 
and then the babysitter's like, "How's your night?" He's like, "Oh yeah, we're getting a divorce." And the kid's like, <laughs> the kid's like "You get divorced? Yeah, like she she cheated on me, and she's just the wife is like stumbling over her words and like you know." Would he just <laughs> jumped out the car? Yeah, he jumped out the car, and he's like, he's like, "I I, was just, I don't want you to talk about it." Yeah, it's like I'll sign whatever you want, just don't just don't talk about it. Yeah, he's. I'm like, damn, that's funny. That's sad, but it's funny. (laughs) It's sad. It's fun. Yeah. And then like, you know, I I love the part where he meets uh, Ryan Gosling. He's like, you know, you've been talking about uh, David Lindhagen for the past two nights. I've seen you. And basically he just tells him like, you gotta like get your fucking, get get out of it, bro. That's who Andrew Tate wishes. He was like, literally Uh, speaking of Ryan Gosling's character, uh, God, he was fucking funny in this. He was funny. He was so funny, especially the moment where they're like, again, that gif where he's just like taken aback and does it like really like, I I don't even know how to describe it in words, but like, you know, I'm talking about the gif where he's in the store and he he has the sunglasses on. He's like, he's, he's like, how dare you? That kind of look. Um, Mm -hmm. That was really funny, but like him and Emma Stone's relationship, this was like, what, five years before La La Land. Um, I I find their relationship in this far more believable than I did in La La Land. Yeah, I was like, like you know, I, I actually felt like chemistry there in La La Land. It's like there was like chemistry, but it felt a bit more forced. Maybe that's because it's a musical. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I, I thought there, I thought that uh, relationship felt very natural in this compared to that movie. Yeah, for sure. But um, I also have a question. Okay, who do you think has better chemistry? With Emma Stone, Ryan Gosling, Andrew Garfield, or Andrew Garfield, it's Andrew Garfield, Andrew Garfield, hundred percent. Yeah, I can see that for sure. I always, I literally, I think about any time like La La Land's brought up. Uh, a part of me is like, God damn, what if it was Andrew Garfield instead of Ryan Gosling? I just think that like, like fucking tick tick boom type of thing. Yeah, That'd be fucking crazy. Because like, obviously, he can do it. He, yeah, if, and if we're being even bru- more brutally honest, he probably has a better voice than Ryan Gosling. I think it. I think it would have been great. <laughs> it would have been that would have been amazing. It was before Spider Man though, or, or well, this one was. I guess mm. they could have done it for La La Land, but I think number one they wanted Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone to begin with, but also I think they you know had broken up by then, and you know probably I don't know. Regardless, yeah. like yeah, Andrew Garfield definitely they have better chemistry mm, for sure. But um, also like the the. I think like what annoyed me was was the kid, only because oh, like yeah. the, the kid was like just massively pursuing like a girl who's almost a senior. Yeah, no that that little motherfucker was pissing me off. Like, bro, yeah. give it up, Jesus Christ, I'm like, bro. And then it's basically like, harassment at that point. Like, yeah, yeah, like seriously. And it was pissed because like she gave him the news at the end, which number one, ew, that's just weird. And number two, that, that's bro, little bro, little bro, don't deserve it. Yeah, he he doesn't. And I'm like, dude, like that took some points off. I was like, nah, I don't like yeah, that. Yeah, I was just like, I'm like, I'm like that's that, that's creepy. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, that's like the only like gripe about the movie. But other than that, like, I think it's like really, really, I think it's like really like fun. Also, I love how like you know, like the <laughs> word. Ryan Gosling reveals to Emma Stone that like yeah like how I get women to sleep with me is by watching Dirty Dancing and it does a little thing at the end yeah that's pretty cool that's pretty funny too and then like 
you know, I love how like he had a change of heart. Like, you know, he wanted he just wanted someone to talk to instead of just banging women all the time. Which yeah. is which is cool. I like that character development. I thought it was really it was the it was really funny how she was like she was like, You have one of those massage chairs and and she was like, Can I use it? And then it just cuts real quick to yeah. her using it. And then it, it cuts, cuts back to it. them in bed. I'm like, that was that was really good. That was, that was so good. Yeah, that, that, that was awesome, dude. But yeah, you want to want to talk about the, the twist? Yeah, let's talk about the twist. Fucking that nuts. shit was fuck crazy. I like because I, I was already like sort of like on the edge of my seat. I'm nervous because the, now the babysitter's dad thinks Steve Carell's a pedophile. <laughs> and shit. Yeah, and and I'm like, oh, I was like, oh no, this is gonna be bad. And then in comes Emma Stone. <laughs> I'm like, wait. <laughs> Yeah, because yeah, because you know, like part of me is like, where does Emma Stone fit into all this? Like at the, at the beginning, because you know, like well, she she already turns, she actually like kind of like declines Ryan Gosling at first, and then yeah. like, you kind of see her throughout, and you see her you know, with Ryan Gosling again. I'm just oh, like, okay. Speaking of Emma Stone, bro, her fucking before Ryan Gosling, that her boyfriend. Oh, bro, bro is pissing me off, bro. Oh yeah, Holy dude. Yeah, he, shit. Yeah, he, he's he's a he's a fucking geek. Imagine like, being such a fucking loser. Exactly, fumbling Emma Stone, and he, oh, when he, when she was like, "I thought you were going to propose," and he was like, "Oh, I didn't think we were there in the relationship. I'm going to have to take some time to think about where we are." Fuck you, bro. <laughs> what is wrong? Yeah, with yeah. yeah, Emma Stone's friend was right, bro. Yeah, I was like, I was like, yeah, Emma Stone's friend's kind of a bitch, but then no, nah, nah, she was right. Yeah, she, she, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like she, she's like, she's kind of like the hidden gem of this movie. Yeah. I mean, she like it's, it's kind of, she she reminds me of that line from uh the Anthony Mackie said in Falcon Winter Soldier to Zemo's like she's out of line she's right yeah <laughs> but yeah the twist so like Emma Stone walks in and it's like wait a minute <laughs> wait a minute what's she doing here and then Ryan Gosling walks in and she's, she's like, like hey daddy and she's like hey and I was like oh no <laughs> I was like oh no <laughs> and, and then just like his chaos yeah. ensues like. <laughs> <laughs> dude oh my god and fucking kevin bacon shows up too and then you see the freaking the babysitter's dad and of course you know he starts getting on steve carell and then like yeah oh but like yeah like when kevin bacon comes in then brian gosling was like are you david whatever whatever and and he was like yeah, yeah. he just immediately he goes to deck him i'm like yeah. i'm like that's that's fucking awesome <laughs> ryan gosling's character is a real ass motherfucker <laughs> like like the fact that ryan, or steve carell's character is like pissed at him for obvious reasons and but he still like goes to defend him awesome yeah. bro that made me real happy <laughs> And then, like the, I, I love like the whole thing. It was like, it's like you're, you're, um, you're seeing my daughter, and then the baby says, "Dad, you're seeing my daughter." And then, like the right guy was like, "I don't even know you." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was amazing. Yeah, the, the, yeah, they're all fighting. It's like they're all like, uh, 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 and Ryan Gosling's just like, "What the fuck is going on?" <laughs> that was really, that was really fucking good. <laughs> that was just, that was just incredible. And then, and then, like the, and then, like the fucking. Well, pissing up about the fucking kid again. He's like, he, he gets mad at Steve Carell. Yeah, I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you, bro? Like, you're mad that your that your crush, crush is like likes your dad. Like, I mean, I get no it. Idea. Like, that's got like that's got to suck. But that you're mad at your dad because she's into 
your dad, which is the thing that's weird, not be, in no way did he show any interest towards her because then that'd be like, what the fuck? But like, I don't know. Like, the kid's fucking stupid. He pissed me off. He's the worst part of the movie. Yeah. Yes, I'm just like, I'm just like, bro, like, fuck off. But, um, of course, you know, things mendle back together in the end. Yeah. Well, not initially because then they well, sort yeah, of go well, their separate ways and then. Ryan Gosling's yeah. in the bar, and or, or uh, C. Pearl's in the bar, and Ryan Gosling shows up, essentially like asking for his blessing, and he's like, "says yeah. he'll never." And that kind of got me. I was like, "Oh," because <laughs> he like because like obviously Ryan Gosling characters uh, evolved, he's changed. And Steve Pearl's mm-hmm. like, "I see that you have, but I'm not. I'm never." Like, it's like, my daughter. Yeah, he, basically, it was like, "I know, I know too much, and yeah. like, you know, she's too good for you," type of thing. Like, that's oh, yeah. But then he yeah, accepted it, was, it anyway. It was fun. For sure, yeah. Yeah. I really fucking liked it. I, re- I yeah, liked it I, a I really lot, man. I, I like I Jenny, I'd give it a nine out of ten. <laughs> like I really liked yeah, it. Yeah, I'd give it a nine out of ten too. You give it a nine out of ten? Yeah. Let's change that letterbox score then. Oh yeah, that's true. I, I gotta do that. Wait, what does that put it at before? You, I put it at four? You put it at seven. Did I? Oh wow, I did. Damn. Can't count. Four save there we go but yeah i I liked i liked it a lot if it wasn't for that kid and that and that creepy shit with the fucking babysitter giving him news i think it would have been a 10 honestly yeah and and if c and if steve Carell didn't fumble marissa tomei but you know other than that i mean yeah and, and, and if he didn't get back with the cheater and i wish the cheater suffered more yeah she really just like faced no consequences yeah and then, and then, like after all that, like yeah, she was still like going on dates with Kevin Bacon. My yeah, bro. fucking bitch. <laughs> you get so- not Julianne, not Julianne Moore, but like the character. Yeah, fucking bitch. <laughs> bro, if you're a cheater, you should fucking suffer, dude. Uh, I my, agree, but like that. my take on it, fucking bitch. But yeah, nine, nine out of ten. Is it my turn now? Yes. Well, this is the last one, unfortunately. It was, it was my last one. Crazy Stupid Love was my last one, so. So this is my next one and my last one. It is The Big Short, another movie with Ryan Gosling and Steve Carell. Um, this movie is like The Wolf of Wall Street met the 2008 housing crisis, which is I mean, essentially what the movie is literally about. It, it's so fucking intricate, dude. Obviously, it has to be. It's so intricate and interesting. What blew my mind about this film more than anything, I think, is that they took the 2008 housing crisis and they and they all all the subject matter, all that shit is so fucking boring. <laughs> but and they, they made it really interesting, yeah, and really compelling. And, and, and they made it to where like it's easy to understand with like cameo stars like Anthony Bourdain and Margot Gomez and Margot Robbie. And it's it's so it's so cool, man. And like, I'm really glad that like, like yeah, even like without those two, like you know, there's like you know, yeah, yeah. Even even without the, even without the, the cameos, it still manages to like tell you like what, like you know, I, I how, how is like the government working? And I really like loving how like they're explaining, how, yeah, like the government right now is like it's, it's like fraudulent, <clears throat> but. Um, I'm gonna get on. I'm gonna get on. It's like one complaint right here. I feel like the um, 
this movie kind of suffers from like pre Oppenheimer like cast syndrome. Like there's just too many people to like follow with. But I mean, I think it's still fine. I like you, like, you kind of get like a good understanding of what the characters are at like kind of like the end or whatever. Um, but yeah, it, it's like I fucking I really like it. I, I really like this movie a lot. Crazy how um, this fucking director fucking did Step Brothers and shit. Step Brothers is fucking uh, that's amazing. It's Step Brothers and Talladega Nights and Anchorman, and then Bro did the Big Short. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, and also another yeah. Mercy Simi was also in this movie. It's crazy. Oh yeah, she was. Oh yeah, I didn't even think. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot yeah, she, about yeah. that. With Steve Carell too, she, right? Steve Carell, Steve Carell's wife. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> um, but yeah, so basically, you know, you have like, yeah, you, you know, you you have all this stuff going on. Like, of course, you know, they they they, they talk about like how so basically, you know, Christian Bale, you know, he's like this like super smart guy obviously like he has like problems like you know like he's he's just super fucking smart i'm uh-huh. not gonna say what i told you <laughs> i'm not gonna say what i told you okay uh-huh. <laughs> hold on wait no no, no. Let, let, let me let me look this up just just hold on <laughs> for a second here that's fine oh you know what okay that makes sense now the said, yeah, the person that christian bale plays and you know dr michael burry in real life, he has Asperger syndrome. All right, you get, okay. you get a pass, I guess. Okay, yeah, because at first, <laughs> I, when I was when I was talking to Peyton, I said that he's like autistic, and I was like, okay, well, like you know, you said it in a derogatory way. I did not say it in derogatory. <laughs> I just said he's autistic. I said Christian Bale's autistic. Yeah, you did. It was so fucking funny. And, and, and just then, like in a random like, test, Christian Bale is autistic. <laughs> Yeah, and then like, and then of course I look it up. He has Asperger syndrome. Okay, so yeah, he ha- definitely has neuro a neuro divergency. Um, yeah, 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 neurodivergency. Yeah, neurodivergency. Ah, bad. Yeah, of course. You know, this guy. You know, he's he's cooped up in his office. He listens to he- like heavy metal music, and like he's like predicting like what's going on with the housing crisis. You know, because he wants to like do something with the housing loans, and. You know, he, go, he goes to like all these big banks, like you know, like 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 Goldman Sachs and you know Deutsch, and he's basically trying to just get people to like. He's betting on housing loans, how housing loans are going to like, you know, they're, 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 like something's going to happen to them. And of course, every bank is like, to like you know, like you're you're crazy for doing this. Um, but I mean, like we'll take your money, and you know, Christian Bell's like, well, yeah, you know, if like if I'm wrong, then you get to keep the money. But like if not, then like I'm gonna be getting some really great returns because you know something's wrong with the system he's he's like look through everything of course like you know his boss is like what are you doing like you're you're spending like my money like which is i think it's like 555 million dollars million dollars and he's just like yeah like you know you're you're fucking with my money type of thing and then you have like other people you don't have like you have like steve carell's like you know part which is i think is part of Shit, I, for, I forgot the 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 part. Like, I forgot the where he's under with, but you know it's like with like all these, these other people, and they get told by Ryan Gosling's character that like yeah like you know something's gonna happen uh, to the housing market soon and all this shit. It's a lot to keep up with, but it's so but it's so fun to try yeah, to so, figure all this so out. So much happens, yeah, but um, yeah, basically. 
Um, yeah, even Ryan Gosling's character knew uh, like all the shits like fucking happening, and they like they end up like their their firm like Steve Carell's like you know like their power goes to like different places and try to gather information of like how like how the housing market is like just increasing increasing and stuff like that and yeah they they find out that like houses and like you know in Florida are like just the rising in price because like people will sell it for like a very low price and it gets risen and like all that type of stuff and then you know you have like you know Ryan Goss's character tells the bank about like you know how there's like double a like double a um single a and triple a's and you have like single b's double b's and triple b's and whatever that doesn't sell becomes a cdo which it's kind of like a new name to where like the they're marketing as like a new stock bro, um, bro actually learned yeah, I'm like, yeah, I was like, I was like learning, and so pretty much like because you know that, 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 that like because of the CDO, um, yeah, they're, they're selling it and they're making money off of that, which also is contributing to the system being fraudulent because the CDOs essentially aren't worth anything because they're just old stocks that weren't selling. So then, you know, and then there's other people like you know you meet like Charles and Jamie Shipley, whatever, and. They're people who are like they were in a basically working out of like a garage. Um, I think it's called like Brownsfield, and you know they 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 just kind of got lucky and they made like thirty million, but they wanted more money, of course. So they go to Brad Pitt's character Ben Rickley, who's a retired trader, and you know he doesn't like trading because like you know you're you're fucking with people's lives and shit like that, and you know. Brad makes him a, a, a lot of money pretty much throughout the movie. Yeah. And so they go to this convention that's in, that's in Vegas. All, 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 everyone in the, in the, in the movie so far, they go to this convention in Vegas where it's like the largest like convention for like these type of people who like do like, who like trade and all that stuff. And pretty much what, what happens is Charles and Jamie, like they pretty much, bet on the u.s economy by buying a bunch of like double a's and like you know like pretty much like double a's are kind of like like you know they aren't the best and they're gonna like lose value so they bought a bunch of double a's and it was either double a's or single a's or something like that they, they just they pretty much they bet against the u.s economy and they make a they make a, like a kind of like a shit ton of money they're celebrating and you know Brad Pitt's like don't celebrate like like you know like do you know what you just said you just bet against the U.S. economy yeah. like and of course you know, people are gonna like really lose upset. their jobs and yeah yeah like he said that you know I think like one the one percent one percent that goes homeless is like forty thousand people die or some something like yeah, that some like, like at some, the end of the day the people that are at the top are not they're gonna be fine yeah like exactly. you're screwing them but like they're gonna be fine mm-hmm and and so there's that part and then Steve Carell learns from another person that like you know they're CDOs but then like they're make they're taking that CDO and they're making synthetic CDOs which makes the system even more fraudulent because like they're essentially fucking over the housing market by you know they're they're tripling the the loans like, or not even tripling they're like just 
fucking over the loans at some high rate. Because also Steve Carell learns that like you know there's like this like lady who owns like a bunch of homes, but like her loans are like two hundred, three hundred percent. Yeah. So she's like fucked. And so yeah, like of course, and like also like keep in mind that Steve Steve. Corell's character is like he's very virtuous he wants to do like the right thing in case when people are getting fucked over because of like some like trauma that happened but when he learns this like when he learns that like there's just a lot more that goes into it like he's just upset and of course you know like going on uh throughout the end of the film the the big one of the big banks are like they're 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 shutting down they fired like 3,400 workers um and I said, that's just the start of it. And then, of course, you know, the 2008, like, like housing market, or the 2008 economic crisis hit. Lots of people lost their jobs. And, you know, the, yeah, lots of people lost their jobs, lost their houses, and stuff like that. Um, Steve Carell's, like, you know, his, like, firm has to, like, sell all, all their shares to pretty much, like, make ends meet like it's 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 like you either well not really make ends meet but it's like you it's it's, it's either like you sell or you don't and like if they sell they would make like a billion dollars and steve carell's character is like you know if we do if we sh- if we share i mean if we sell the shares and like we'll be just like them like you're like hypocrites who are fucking over the american people and like yeah. his character is like i mean um, his partner Vinny is like we're not like them, but we have to do something. And he sells the shares, you know, and pretty much like they, they, they go on to say that like, or well, Ryan Goss's character serves as a narrator. It's pretty much like saying that like, yeah, you know, um, well, I mean, the banks were fucked for a little bit, but like, they just got all that money and they made like a kind of like, in a sense, like a new CDO. Yeah. Just, that, that was one of my, it was sort of like my favorite part of the movie where it's like the ending and, um, he's like, and then they, he basically had a voiceover that was like, and everyone went to jail and it was like all good. And he was like, nah, just kidding. Everything's still fucked. <laughs> like, yeah. And, and, and he was like, all this, like pretty much this happened. Like, you know, like, like only one person like went to jail and it's, it's, it's kind and of like some interesting. person of color too. They like, yeah, was the fall guy. Yeah. So yeah, basically, like, yeah, they, they sell the CDOs under a new label, which is, like, the best spoke tranche opportunity. So, yeah, they just did everything they wanted to and just turned into, like, a new name. But, yeah, um, it's it's really it's really interesting seeing how everything unfolded and, like, learning, like, new things about, like, how this thing happened. And, you know, the, the performances are just are just, like, so great. And it, it, it's kind of like this movie has such a quiet tension because, yeah. like, I mean, because like you know what's gonna happen, but seeing everything unfold like little by little is like crazy. Oh, yeah, and also like I forgot to mention that uh, Christian Bell's character, Doctor Michael Burry, he had to close down like his firm, like his his, co- his side of the company, because like he, of course, you know the the risk was just basically said like. The loss was imminent. Like there's really nothing that he can do, and so he had to close down what he did. Yeah. The only person that kind of like the only person that really had like a W was Ben Ricker, because like he just, you know, he just he said like I think it said like he moved to like a farm 
with his family and they like they like own like an orchid and they plant like a bunch of seeds yeah and i think and i think also brownsfield that's that's uh where charles and jamie were working with brownsfield and they made like yeah they made like 200 million dollars off of like the shares because they were trying to sell them and that's how much they made but yeah this movie was just like i said it's super it's super intricate and it's just like super darkly funny yeah it, it's it, it's funny um but it's also like a great like learning experience which is cool obviously i learned yeah, you like learn words and shit i don't know i just let that shit wash over me <laughs> no dude yeah like I, I i learned i learned all that uh, um of course you know i told it in the i wasn't telling it in a very told it in a very different way but still um, uh, i really liked it i give it a nine out of ten i would also give it a nine out of ten schmidt's in it yeah schmidt is in it and he was also the people that are fucking over everybody yeah <laughs> he was fucking over people he was being schmidt yeah, he was being shit. Uh, Karen Gillan is in this randomly. Yeah, yeah, she was. I was like, is that fucking Karen Gillan? Yeah, it is. Yeah, she was making um, out with somebody in front of the hotel. Yeah, and then one of the uh, the funniest bits was uh, when Ryan Gosling was like, with the Asian guy, he was like, he's he won like a math competition or whatever, and he does yeah, like doesn't yeah. speak English. He was like, actually, I do speak English, and I came second. And <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And then like, <laughs> it's funny because like, see, like, yeah, he's he's like, he basically saying like, yeah, you know what, this person knows math. I like, look at his eyes. Yeah, and then that was fucked. like that, that's racist. Yeah. <laughs> that was just it's just <laughs> super <laughs> fucking hilarious. That was really fucking. Good. <laughs> I love those just like random like talking heads. Yeah. Also, like, loved how like how it's filmed. It's like filmed again, like, like kind of like this like mockumentary-esque style yeah it's like there's talking heads but it's not meant to be a mockumentary or a documentary mm-hmm. it's just yeah it, it's very handheld uh For sure. if you will uh but yeah i, I know with, with, like, with like lots of zoom-ins yeah i really really like, loved it yeah it's, it's pretty it was it's it's almost like yeah, it's meant to be like kind of like a like a yeah like a, like a pov in a way yeah which is which is really cool i really i really like that it was super different. But yeah, we'd both give it a 9 out of 10. Yeah. And that was your last one, right? Yeah, that was my last one, yeah. All right, I'm going to talk about Mortal Kombat. <laughs> I'm going to keep it brief because I know you got to go soon. Uh, but I'm just going to talk about the story. Um, no spoilers, of course. But Mortal Kombat 1 released, and it's fucking fantastic. Oh, my God. It's so good. Uh, this The story, it's... It's Mortal Kombat 1 because it's technically a reboot, but if you've been following the story, it's not a fucking reboot. It's a continuation of Mortal Kombat 11. And uh, it, if if you, if someone goes into Mortal Kombat 1, did you play the DLC, the story DLC for Mortal Kombat 11? The story deal? Yeah, I did. Okay, good. Because it's, it's quite literally, it goes, it, it, it's, it's, it's a direct sequel. Like there's obviously elements of it that are reboot uh you know the reintroducing characters and stuff like that but as far as where the story is where certain characters are especially Liu kang it's 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 very much just a continuation um but yeah especially the the ending uh the ending has i was gonna say it has little to do with the uh, mk11 but it, it does but in the way that it's presented and and uh, the stuff that's going on is fucking nuts, which is correct because I thought like MK11 was nuts. Whoa, <laughs> MK, they do some shit that I was uh, I was not expecting. Uh, they 
there was one part in the story where I was I wasn't jazzed about it because I was like, oh, are they just doing sort of a similar thing that we already gotten like MK11? I won't say what exactly, but no, but they uh, they sort of flipped it on its head and did their and and did a different thing which I was really happy about. But yeah, it, it was it was really great. I don't know if I liked it more than MK11 story because I really 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 liked MK11 story. I thought it was better mm-hmm. than MK9 and MKX though. And as far as the actual like game goes, goddamn, bro, it, it is fantastic. <laughs> it's so, so good. And I'm doing the evasions mode now. I haven't touched online because one I'm scared and two, the invasions is just amazing. It's such a it's such a fantastic fantastic game, but yeah the the story's the story's great, and I would recommend it. Ahsoka, <laughs> Ahsoka episode five spoilers. So you, the episode might as well be done if you if you don't want spoilers. But Ahsoka, holy shit, <laughs> that shit was fucking crazy from what I seen, bro. Oh my god, I was getting emotional. I was getting emo. I didn't cry. I didn't cry like her, like her friend Joel did, like a fucking loser. No, I'm kidding, but like, but I got emotional during a certain certain bit. What did what did you see? I saw the um, the flashback with um, with the yeah, with Anakin and Young Ahsoka, and I saw the battle between them in the world world between worlds. So fucking good. Uh, that sh- that that cinematography is incredible gorgeous and we we talked about it a little bit in our group chat but like it's like hayden never left man exactly yeah like it's so it's so crazy on how like he fits easily into that role like you know of course you know it's like when, when you see hayden and obi-wan it's like you know of course you know it's, it's still like hayden because you know it's like attack of the clones yeah but like i feel like it just seeing hayden and Ahsoka works a little bit more better because you know, like it's like it's literally like you know, episode three type stuff. Yeah, and like Home Wars, and that's like what everyone loves. Yeah, exactly. Because uh, yeah, episode two. I mean, it's episode two, but yeah, definitely like the in Obi Wan, the Vader stuff worked uh, a lot better. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, God, that Vader stuff was so fucking good. Anyway, uh, <laughs> but like, yeah, seeing seeing Hayden uh, in episode three attire was great him it's it's like the uh the sequels and sort of the disney uh stuff has been criticized for uh well it's been criticized for a bunch of different shit but specifically what i'll talk about is sort of like the lightsabers battles and shit and you know because everyone loves the prequel lightsaber battles and i'm indifferent to it but you know to each his own i guess uh, but like obviously like ahsoka's fighting style is 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 a lot more methodical and so do you see like sabine and like obi-wan and stuff like that and and it's sort of i don't want to say disneyfied but yeah i guess disneyfied um and but you when anakin comes in it's 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 feloni it's like they he specifically said we got to do the prequel style choreography specifically for anakin because we pulled him out of that era mm-hmm. uh and I th- that was just fucking brilliant because like because he's doing you know all the sort of extra like lightsaber swings that aren't necessary but like that's what the, that's what they did in the prequels and it's just it's so good man like we did he did the fucking twirl and the, like behind the back and like ah, ah, ah. <laughs> like I was like holy shit like I just couldn't take my eyes off the screen man it was so fucking good 
And then, of course, like there's a Clone Wars flashback. He's in the Clone Wars attire, losing my Ugh. shit at that with the shorter Grand. hair. Holy mm. shit, man. It's literally like, and, it, and it's like you see him and it's like great, but like even when it, it's like the back of him, just the silhouette alone, I'm like, holy shit. They fucking nailed it. They nailed it. And Hayden, the, you know, people like to criticize Hayden. People have been criticizing Hayden, Hayden since the prequels released. And it's like, I've been saying Hayden Christensen is not a bad actor. He was just given horrendous dialogue. <laughs> like, like how, like how is an actor supposed to sell that? You and McGregor had the advantage of you know having to mimic Alec Guinness and you know being an already established character. Hayden had yeah. to sort of create that, uh, you know, himself uh, essentially. And so Hayden now having you know good dialogue, uh, it just it was so fucking good. And and then when it comes to the Clone Wars flashback obviously all the Clone Wars stuff we've gotten Hayden wasn't involved in. It was Matt Lanter who was giving a, a lot more, um, I guess like personable, uh, basically Anakin had a personality <laughs> in, in the Clone Wars compared to the, compared to the prequels. And Hayden literally brought that out for that sequence. He was a lot more brash. He was a lot more, uh, uh smiley even. And he was like in there. And then they had the bit where, uh, he was joking at maybe a, uh, at a time where maybe he shouldn't have been joking or whatever. And like, and Ahsoka clocked that. And like, that's something like prequel Anakin wouldn't really do. Not that he didn't. Cause he's like, Oh, this is where the fun begins and stuff like that. But so, but it's like, you see that so much more in the clone wars. And he brought out that side of Anakin during that sequence. He clearly, and I think he's talked about it before how he did watch the clone wars and he likes Matt Lanter's, portrayal of that character and he clearly channeled that for that sequence and then when it came comes back to like to revenge of the sith anakin he's a lot more stoic and and a lot and and a lot more like he was in revenge of the sith and he he just fucking nailed it man and it's it was so cool seeing him back and uh did you see the little vader thing yeah i did see that she was amazing bro both of them yeah okay cool so like yeah he's walking away and it does a little like flash transit oh my god one of my favorite shots of oh like it's so good and then like when he when he's walking towards ahsoka and he does a little like shoulder thing like you know what I, you know what i'm talking about mm-hmm. holy shit and then the flat oh my god it's so good <laughs> it's so good <laughs> i have it like oh man dave filoni bro the man just knows what he's doing. The man just knows what he's doing with Star Wars. Holy shit. That shit just goes fucking crazy, dude. God, man. And there's so many, like, parallels or references. The fact that, like, Ahsoka was like, I'm not going to fight you. And he was like, I've heard that before. And a lot of people were like, oh, like, uh, Ahsoka invaders battle and, and rebels? It's like, nah. Fucking Luke in, in Return of the Jedi... And he's fighting Vader. He's like, I'm not going to fight you. Oh, fuck, man. Because usually, like, with all this stuff, it's, like, very Clone Wars heavy, which is, like, fair. But, like, you got to... There's still that connection to the original trilogy when it comes to, like, Anakin. And it's... Oh, Hayden was so good because when Ahsoka was just, like... Was just, like, yeah, well, you kind of turn into a bad guy there for a bit. And he was, like... He was, like, is this what that this is about? Like, really, he gets, like, upset and then he's, like... And then the lightsaber turn. Oh fuck, man! I just I can't do. I can't like I haven't been this hyped about an episode of Star Wars since that episode of 
uh, Obi-Wan uh, with the Vader fight. Like, Jesus yeah. Christ, man. It's so, so good. And as a series in itself, like, Ahsoka's been good already, especially, like, this episode and last episode, episode four, just back-to-back bangers, man. Holy shit. But, like, I don't know. I don't know where the series is going to go from here. Oh, I know where it's going to go, but, like, I don't know. I don't know. But our our friend Joel is fucking freaking out about it. He said it's, it's his favorite Star Wars series <laughs> so far. While this is one of my favorite episodes of Star Wars, I don't know if the series as a whole will meet that uh, and or is still easily topped here for me. But yeah, anyway, uh, you got to go in a bit. So, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll end it here. Is that the show? That is the show. Thank you for listening to the Avengers podcast. If you want to follow us, we're at Avengers on Twitter. That's A-V-E-N-G-E nerds. All one word. If you want to follow either one of us, you can reach me at Zenith underscore on Twitter. Where can they reach you? At Torn Guy on Instagram. Awesome. We also have a Discord if you'd like to join the conversation there. Those will be linked in the show notes. You can also check out our link tree for any additional links you may be interested in. You can also review the show in app on Apple Podcasts. If you leave five stars in a review, it would really help us out. Thanks again for listening to the Avengers Podcast. We'll see you next week. Later.